Hey guys, welcome to the Fit Town Show. This is Coach Andrew with Coach Nick and Coach Melissa. And today we're going to be sharing some personal stories on how confidence has shown up or impacted our lives and, and our experiences learning and trying to develop confidence since uh, our focus for this month in the gym has been building confidence, talking about the four specific things that you guys can work on inside the gym and outside the gym, which to recap those, it is effort over outcome, trying something new, putting in the reps, and following through. So today's episode, we're just going to share some stuff that we've gone through in our lives and how confidence has shown up or not shown up at various times in our lives. So does either one of you want to kick it off with some... Uh... I'll go. Okay. I'll kick it, off. kick it off. Uh, yeah, so when we kind of first started talking about confidence, and I know this was something that leadership, Andrew and Tony, wanted us to like kind of put ourselves out there and talk about it, and talk about like how we feel about it, how we maybe developed our personal confidence, and I had to think about it for a long time, be like, I don't really know, I feel like I've just kind of always had it, but I know that definitely hasn't been the case. So it took a lot of thinking, and uh, I, I think it all kind of started day one, basic training, you know, getting off the bus and getting yelled at, and then realizing I had zero confidence at all. And Can you, uh, what, what year was that? When was that? That was 2007, May 2007. Uh, I was 21 years old, uh, baby-faced 21-year-old. <laughs> and, you know, I think kind of before you know, the military, pre, everything pre-military. It's like I was neither, neither confident nor unconfident. Mm -hmm. I was just, I just was, <laughs> you know, because, you Nick know, just was. <laughs> there wasn't really anything challenging that notion of being confident or unconfident because my life was fairly relaxed, you know, I would say. And, uh, and then the military kind of smashed that, as it tends to do. So... Um, you know, and then so you graduate basic training, and you're like, wow, I, like I did that. Like that was pretty cool. Like nobody really kind of assisted me along the way. You know, there's leaderships and, and, and mentors and things like that and your teammates. But, you know, you put in the work at the end of the day and then you graduate, you know, your tech school and then you go to your first base and then your first deployment and then your training. And, you know, Military is really good at keeping you with a very short memory and keeping you humble to where you're like, okay, I'm good at something, and then I'm not actually good at that, you know? And then it's this constant cycle of identifying things you aren't good at and then exploiting it, getting you better at it, and then breaking you down and then doing it all over again. Um, Can you share the, um, the uh, four stages of competence that you told me about? Yeah, so I love this model. Um, I use it all the time with my athletes. And so the four stages of competence are stage one, you are unconsciously incompetent. So you don't know what you don't know. Teenager Nick, Teenager prior to the military. Nick, yeah, you don't know what you don't know. You're just going around your life just having a good time. The rug is under your feet. Exactly. The rug <laughs> is under your foot. Out. So step two, the rug gets pulled out, right? You quickly then realize what you're not good at. So you are now consciously incompetent. You are aware that you kind of suck at everything. And then stage three, you start to get some training underneath you, and you are now 
uh, unco- you are consciously, excuse me, you are consciously competent. Mm-hmm. So you can get the things done, you can get the work done, but you got to think about it. Um, and then step four, the final stage, what we're all trying to get achieve is uh, unconsciously competent to where you can just zone out and just do it. You can put in the work, kind of like what we're trying to get at in the gym all day is where we're not thinking about doing a clean or a snatch. We're just getting on the barbell and doing it. Um, so how do we get to that point, right? Uh, failure, lots and lots and lots of failure. And putting yourself out there, uh, putting in the work, and following through with that. Um, I think a lot of us kind of get to the sticky point to where we just want to be really good at what we're doing. And, and again, focusing on that outcome. Yeah. I'm really good at what I'm doing. That is the outcome. And you're really not going to get to that next level of, I think, in my opinion, of enjoyment in life without having that adversity and that discomfort, um, which comes from, you know, just like putting yourself out there. Yeah. I love the example that you shared because I think as, as we all grow older and become adults, we we sort of stay within our comfort zone Mm -hmm. and there's a false sense of confidence that comes with it because everything that we're doing, we feel pretty confident in our ability to execute on that. And we stop trying as many new things and it becomes like you as that teenager where it's like, yeah, I'm I'm pretty confident. But if life were to throw you that curveball, it would become pretty quickly aware to you that, oh wow, I'm not that confident. Now, good thing that you did, you, you sought that out proactively by mm-hmm. going to the military versus waiting for, you know, losing a loved one or something to happen into your life that would have forced you to be challenged in your confidence. And the one thing I want people to understand is the reason we focus on effort over outcome is because if you want to try that new thing, you're going to suck at it. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're too focused on the outcome mm-hmm. and you want to be good at everything you do, then that new thing is gonna feel very scary instead of being that, that new thing being the easiest gateway to the next level of confidence because once you go to the military, like you said with basic training, it became it was very tangible to see that difference of day one to graduation exactly. and basic training. Whereas in your daily life up until that point, you couldn't really see, there was nothing really tangible to say, oh, well, I'm more confident today than I was six months ago because of X, Y, and Z. And you're just kind of living in this comfort zone, which is a false sense of confidence. Absolutely. I think it's important to point out too, though, is like as we grow up, like as you're 21 and then you graduate boot camp, the outcome of that, you're like, I'm wearing the uniform. Mm-hmm. There's people in the stands cheering yeah. me on when we have our final little thing. That's the outcome, and that we attach a lot of pride to only the outcome. And like over the years, we feel the pride from the outcome of an event when we feel a success with something and we're chasing that sense of pride yeah. that we're mm-hmm. finding in outcomes and we're not focusing on how many times you folded your underwear and put them away <laughs> neatly in boot camp. You know, like yeah. as the process of things of like, I didn't take pride in putting my underwear in my one little skivvy drawer. Yeah, you're exactly you right. You know, and like focusing on like the reps of doing a split squat or the mm-hmm. reps of doing something that's like very mundane and very like process oriented 
and focusing on your effort in those moments instead of looking at the leaderboard result to feel the pride. Like feel the pride in, I kept my tempo. Mm -hmm. exact, I watched the clock and I kept my tempo so I got stronger because I didn't rush it. Yeah. Like that's a really hard thing to step back and do because we're always seeking that sense of pride based on a result of something. Yeah. We're just conditioning ourselves for a mental failure in that way, looking for the outcome instead of looking for what we're doing in the moment. Yeah, that's true. And I, I'm glad you brought up success and, and processes. And a lot of times we look at, at success as, as the pinnacle, like this is where we want to be. But a lot of times I feel like that can lie to you because there is a lot of outcomes that were not in your control mm -hmm. that got you to that success. So at the end of the day, was it really your own, you know? And I think people can coast on success for a really long time until they, they eventually will realize that wasn't theirs. You know, so if you can control your processes, right, your personal effort and realize that, I think 2020 showed us all that there's a lot of stuff that's not in our control. But I can control my effort. I can control how I feel about this particular situation. And then whether it's a, a success or a, a, a perceived failure, you know, I can still be proud about that result. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people get into positions at work, like CEOs and stuff that we all know that person who's got promoted, that it really wasn't their effort that got them there. Mm -hmm. You know, it was luck or mm -hmm. something out of your control that maybe you got passed on the promotion because this person got promoted that doesn't necessarily deserve it either. Yep. And you're looking at that success and celebrating that success and not, you know, it, it is a system that could set you up for real failure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, looking at outcome that way. Same yeah. thing with a leaderboard score. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, Nick. We'll uh, shift over to Mel. Mel, what's, uh, how's confidence showing up for you? I feel really similar to Nick. I'm like, I've always been confident. Like, <laughs> I've always felt like, you know, my sense of either Just because like, you guys adventure. are old, you can't be yeah. out when you were. <laughs> I can't long remember. Time it was ago. so long ago. <laughs> barely remember what I had to eat this morning. See, when, I, when I'm too confident, he keeps me in check. Just cut her off at the knees. Just pull the rug out. No, I, like I've always like tried new things is really my like where I've excelled, you know, where I've found confidence because I've never been afraid to try new things and afraid to fail. And I think that's something that um, I've really been able to coach kids successfully because I teach them to be okay with failure because I've just done a lot of failing. My nickname in school was Murphy's Law, and I just, I would experience failure a lot, like things would just go wrong for me, but I had, for whatever reason, I had like a my innate personality trait to just like think, I'm growing, and like, this is part of like life, you know, I'm just going to rebound and get stronger, and I'd always find some way to come out of it positively, and I think that's what I've coached, you know, found a lot of like confidence in coaching kids with, is just having them experience failure and being okay with failing. And my kids that mm -hmm. are at my house, my own children, you know, teaching them how to overcome failure and, and teaching them how to grow to like find their limits, you know? Because that's what I've always seen failure as, is just a limit. And if you don't know where that limit is, you don't know how to game plan to get past it, you know? And so you have to push that threshold. And a lot of people I feel like come into things not confident because they, they see that failure on the horizon and they don't want to get to it 
or they get mental about getting towards it and they kind of hold themselves in that comfort zone like you were saying so it's a hard place so for me places that I've really like struggled with confidence in my own personal journey before becoming a coach you know I was always really comfortable being an athlete and so like coming into this gym and and being overweight you know I was after two pregnancies had two kids and I had just really lost my athlete like coming in I wasn't confident that I could do what I used to do but I was really confident that I could just work as hard as I could you Mm -hmm. know like it was easy for me to focus on my effort and I kind of like had a really good place to come from because I was like I'm at the bottom like there's only one place to go you know like I'm at the lowest I've ever been I can just do some work put myself flat on the floor and you know it's going to get better from here and then as I started to progress as I started to like you know move up the leaderboard or you know go heavier on my weights or gain all these skills drop my body weight and realize wanting to become a coach, it was really hard for me to come into coaching um, because I was a member. You know, like everybody next to me had known me as this overweight person, you know, and there's like five, six year members at the gym that are, you know, they've been doing CrossFit for a long time, way longer mm-hmm. than me. You've got J Mac, who is CrossFit. <laughs> and at the time we were a CrossFit gym, and I was like, you know, I didn't have a lot of confidence in, in coaching athletes who had been doing it for a decade. So um, I had to put in a lot of reps. You know, I had, to, I had to experience a lot of failure. I had to put myself out there more. And um, I was telling Nick this earlier, but I, I really feel like confidence and vulnerability mm. are like hand in hand. Mm. You have to like open yourself up to become confident like you have to expose yourself in, in a certain way like you have to put yourself out there and put everything on the line you know whether it's failure or whether it's you know just being able to try something new makes you really vulnerable you know it, it makes you it exposes you to a certain degree so you know opening up a personal story to someone like we're doing here mm-hmm. or you know whatever it is public speaking everything exposes you but when you come through it and you find that success in those moments like it really builds your confidence you know it puts you back in that confident place yeah one thing that i think you did really well is you you say you've always kind of naturally from a physical athletic standpoint been good at putting yourself out there be willing to fail and then gaining confidence through that but then i know you've talked about where as a mom or something something outside maybe in your career you didn't feel confident so I think what you did really well is you took an area that you were confident in and said okay well what do I do well in this area what am, how do I apply myself here and then how can I take that same mindset or process into the areas that I'm not confident about and I think everybody has yeah. the ability to do that there's always some one or two things in your life that you have confidence in and then figuring out, okay, where, how can I translate that to the things I'm not confident in? Yeah. For me, for sure, like, stepping into the gym gave me back the only place I felt confident because I was a new mom. I had two kids who were crazy people. You know, I had a husband who travels a lot. He's a boat captain, so he'd be gone for months at a time, and it was only me. And I didn't really know how to be a good wife or a good mom. You know, like, I didn't... I had all these new titles, and I got back in the gym and I knew whatever I did in the gym I was just gonna 
crush myself and it was hard and I wanted to just put myself in that place and it made everything outside the gym just feel easier. You know, like I conquered something early in the morning, I got it in, I had done work and then all the stuff that was like piling up at home, like laundry and chores and, you know, even grocery shopping. It's just like things that felt monumental to me as a, as a mom or a wife because it was just so out of my comfort zone it gave me that place to handle it from. Like, oh, I just, like, what am I doing? You know, like, why is this so hard? I just did this really hard thing at the gym. I just lifted 100 pounds or 200 pounds, whatever it is, and I'm making a big deal about laundry. Mm -hmm. You know, like, just handle it. Like, it gave me clarity. Yeah, I love it. Cool, so my, I had similar stuff. It's funny, we have a similar type of application, but it's... um, we You're had a mom the too? Thing. Yeah, <laughs> not the mom thing. I am a dad though, which has its own challenges. But um, going back to your athlete side of things, um, there was actually a moment for me where I was probably about six months into CrossFit where I seriously considered like just stopping doing it altogether. Like I thought I would just potentially quit doing it. Um, and where that came from for me was, I mean, I was just a couple years out from being a very competitive athlete in college and professional baseball and baseball was like my life for 18 years up until that point and when I got into CrossFit I very much was focused on the outcome and my performance how am I performing how am I doing and it didn't really help that I was in a CrossFit gym that had a more competitive environment and they were like oh he's a good athlete he he was a professional athlete college athlete let's get him to compete and they were you know, really wanting me to compete right off the bat. So I never got that chance to really be okay with being bad at it. And every workout I went to was very much felt like a performance. And if I didn't do well, it would take a lot out of me. So I would be super nervous before workouts. I mean, I still get a little bit nervous, but it's different now. And I didn't really, I realized looking back, like I never really enjoyed a workout till like way after it was done and I just felt like those endorphins from like the sense of accomplishment but like leading up to a workout I didn't enjoy it during a workout I was miserable and then I was like at the end okay that's that's pretty good like and I was like this isn't sustainable like mm-hmm. I can't see myself do, doing this for 5 10 15 more years so it was like okay do I want to just stop doing it and then over time I kind of learned like well like what do I want to get out of this and like I don't need to compete. I don't care to compete. And I started focusing more on my effort and trying to actually get back to the present moment, like realizing all I have is the present moment. Like if I get 15 minutes into a 20 minute workout, all I have is the ability to do my best in that 15th minute. And then the 16th minute, I'll take it from there. And the 17th minute, I'll take it from there. Instead of worrying about where I was going to end up 20 minutes into that. Um, So it kind of forced me to get back into the present focus on the effort and now like I look forward to workouts I enjoy most of them for most of the workout there's still moments where it gets really hard and I want to put I have to push through and it's tough but like now 95% of the workout is enjoyable the time leading up to it and afterwards as opposed to like 5% of it Mm -hmm. being enjoyable Um, so yeah I, I really feel like that effort versus outcome is just like everything yeah yeah I Mic drop. Really, All right, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I really, yeah. I really can't even like wrap my head around the fact that something would be that like psychologically, 
you know, the way, the way it took an emotional toll on you and a psychological toll to make you want to give up on something, like, just because you're the person that I know. Yeah. Like, that just baffles me. And by the way, I'm sure we're both glad you didn't. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Thank and you now I'm here. for not quitting. Yeah. <laughs> Very glad you didn't give up. But yeah, I mean, imagine how many people are out there feeling that in their own workouts or putting themselves through that emotional toil over competing in that moment for the outcome. You know, that's really what we're trying to do by, by talking about confidence is like save people from being in that mental space of, you know, I've had athletes come over to me and say like, well, what weight are you using? And that's the wrong question. <laughs> yeah. That's always the wrong question. <laughs> All like, of the weight. If way, you're wondering actually. if you've ever asked someone that, that's the wrong question. It's not about what anybody else is using. Even yeah. if you're really similar to that other athlete, it's about what can you do today. You you might not have slept as well as I slept last night. <laughs> yeah. Or you might have eaten a lot better than I ate last night. So, you know, like everybody's on their own level, on their own page every day. And I like that idea of like focusing on the moment of like that 15th minute. Because I kind of turn my brain off in the workout and just go. Yeah. <laughs> like being present is hard for me because I don't want to. I want to like turn it off and just do work. So dialing into that even deeper is is cool. Yeah. For sure. And I'm glad you brought up like others because I know we're talking about ourselves in this particular situation. But, you know, one of the things I, I truly, truly appreciate about our team and our staff and our leadership is that we are very willing to be vulnerable. And if we're not willing to do that, then we can't expect others to do it as well. So, you know, if you're struggling out there, this is your permission. You know, this is your permission slip to be vulnerable, to get that confidence. And, um, yeah, I, I just think that's, that's super important to be able to understand that there's a big support system out there. So why not? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Awesome. We'll wrap up on that. Thanks for joining us, guys. We'll see you on the next one. Mm -hmm.